You're listening to The Counseling Clinic with Aisha Jean and Lisa Michelle, the show for up-and-coming mental health professionals, advocates, and anyone else who wants to learn more about the mental health field from two not-so-professional professionals. Hello, folks. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. If you're returning, thank you for being here. That's great. Keep returning. Um, <laughs> if you're new here, welcome. We're happy to have you. So, again, this is our holidays uh, season. And today we want to talk about, because people love to watch true crime documentaries and podcasts and TV shows and all that good stuff. So, we are going to talk about psychopaths versus sociopaths. So, this is our Merry Murder episode. I'm so excited about this episode. I've been trying to get this in a season since before we started recording episodes. Right. Like the night, one of the nights that we were still kind of planning this show out, um, like the Counseling Clinic podcast, I, I remember saying, hey, I would love to do an episode where we talk about the differences between psychopath and sociopath and what that really means. And I usually was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And like, here we are, season four. Right. Um, and I, and it's exciting because again, you know, we like to watch all of these true crime things and, um, binge watching all of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I think it's really fitting. Um, and, and one of my favorite things, um, is, (laughs) is homicide for the holidays. What is that? Is that, um, is that oxygen or is that ID? ID? I think it's ID, but that stupid song is my favorite (laughs) thing. (laughs) Well, it's just, weirdly enough, they go, I don't want to say they go hand in hand, but I guess it's because, like, this is the time where you have time to, like, binge something. You know, for uh, for my husband and I, we travel a little bit normally, Mm -hmm. not as much this year, for the holidays, Um, and, you know, that requires a lot of long road trips. And so, I think last Christmas, we had, um, it was broken up, but it was essentially almost like a 14-hour drive. And so we binged like a whole season of a true crime <laughs> podcast. Um, and it was just like, it's sad that it, these things happen to people, but it was so right. fun to like learn and talk and that whole thing. And we watch, we watch true crime documentaries all the That's time. That's kind of how we became friends. So, <laughs> right. It really is. We bonded over true crime. <laughs> yes. And here we are. Oh, right. so much fun. So, but um, yeah, that's what we have today. Um, and so we'll talk some about psychopaths and sociopaths, um, which funny enough, um, you feel like you know what they are, but they're not really things. So we'll get into, <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and get into kind of talking about what exactly a, a psychopath sorry, is. um, So let's start off there. So let's start with defining um, the psychopath or psychopathy. Um, As always, we have the articles and and resources below. So one of those is the Psychology Today article below that defines psychopathy as, quote, a condition characterized by the absence of empathy and the blunting of other affective states. Callousness, detachment, and a lack of empathy enable psychopaths to be manipulative. In quote. Yeah. Okay, you could keep going. Which I think this definition tends to fit what we all assume a psychopath to be. Right. 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 This is the general definition. Right. But 
as a clinician, um, it it really means nothing, you know, because it because it just it the thing about psychopaths and sociopaths or psychopathy and sociopathy, um, they're really umbrella terms, mm-hmm. right? But the strange thing about that is with with the definition, it really seems like more of a criteria of right. a of a diagnosis than describing all of the diagnoses you know like does that make sense yeah yeah and that's the thing so that's kind of the first key point is that it's not a diagnosis like in the dsm-5 Mm -hmm. um and that's important i don't mean to cut you off but it's important to know that you will not be diagnosed as a psychopath or a sociopath um, like by your therapist. Right. Your therapist is not going to do that. Um, and I'm I'm mentioning that because a lot of the resources talk about the condition or the diagnosis or the um the um what's the other word? The disorder. That's the one I'm thinking of. So but but that's not a thing. Like the 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 that's that's not what it is. You can't be diagnosed as that. And like I said, the the definition is more like a criteria. One of the criteria that will help you meet a diagnosis or not help you. Cause that's not really what you aiming to do, but, right. <laughs> but, um, th- it might be one of the criteria for, for qualifying for a diagnosis, but it's not its own diagnosis. Right. And, and when looking at both psychopath and sociopath, um, those both definitions really, or conditions line up with the diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder, which, you know, I guess probably the closest thing to air quotes being diagnosed a sociopath Mm -hmm. is that antisocial personality disorder has the specifier now in the DSM-5 of with psychopathic features. And that specifier says Quote, a distinct variant often termed psychopathy or primary psychopathy is marked by a lack of anxiety or fear and by a bold interpersonal style that may mask maladaptive behaviors such as fraud. So I think that's interesting. And and, um, for the clinicians listening, y'all will know what I'm talking about. Um, But I think it's interesting that... For antisocial personality, the specifier is with psychopathic features because you, all of the other diagnoses have with psychosis mm-hmm. or psychotic episodes or something like that, but they don't have psychopathic, right? I think that's interesting. Right. And that was something too in, in preparing for this episode. One of the things I looked up in order to just refresh myself really and just kind of make sure that I was in line with the lines mm-hmm. um, was the difference between like psychosis, psychopathy, like all of the different mm-hmm. um, branches. Cause uh, again, I'm going to throw in TVs and, and movies wherever I can um, in <laughs> TV. We often like some of the stuff that we say is like a psychopath or whatever kind of can blur into and not as much, but some, I don't know, uh, a psychosis. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, that's something different. Right. Right. Um, and they, you know, that's got its own situation. Um, 
But I, I really appreciate when the DSM-5 where it says it's marked by a lack of anxiety or fear. Mm-hmm. Because that's where, you know, the Psychology Today article said the absence of em- empathy. Um, and mm-hmm. I think going with by a lack of fear or anxiety or, or however it said it is a little bit more clear to me. Because when you think about remorse and empathy and stuff, anxiety, right? That's mm-hmm. a lot of where that's held. And to notice that within the the patient, the client, it's not necessarily that it may be at zero level. It's just mm-hmm. a marked lack of, you know, because I think empathy, everyone has varying degrees of empathy. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking anxiety and fear, that's more specific, it's a little more concrete. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big thing too. Um, but also... It's kind of interesting that that's the definition for that specifier on antisocial personality disorder Mm -hmm. because that's the disorder. Like, that's the defining Mm -hmm. feature of the disorder. And that's, um, I guess, a little nugget for the people who are not clinicians is that when, when a person gets diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, it's not the antisocial that you use in day-to-day conversation where people just don't want to talk to somebody else. That's not the same thing. Um, you know, so when the antisocial personality disorder is, doing things that don't fit into society. Right. So it's more of a societal. Right. Person. Which, okay, so again, refreshing and looking back that, looking that up again, what I thought was funny kind of on that note of you would think what they call avoidant personality disorder would be called antisocial personality disorder by what people often think. Right. Of the that, way oh, I'm just anti the words. To, right. right. Um, but again, when you look at it from the lens of, anti-society anti-social right. norm that's, that's where it is the way i always yes. think about it and i'm like y'all not using that word right <laughs> <laughs> you just stop doing it yes um so kind of going right into that defining sociopathy and as we go into this remember or just know a lot of people will use the psychopath and sociopath interchangeably interchangeably right um Sometimes that's okay if you want to get real specific, which we're about to go into. Here's why it's not. But that's just very common because, you know, I looked up like what are the differences or whatever, mm-hmm. and his, but I found very small. So here are some differences, right? So in the Healthline article, um, Dr. Massand is interviewed and he says, there is not a clinical difference in comparison between psychopaths and sociopaths. So when we're looking at the definition, there's not really much of a definition. Mm -hmm. Now, what we know and what we believe to be the difference is what the Psychology Today article states, and that the difference with what little there is, is more about the how and the why, Mm -hmm. um, as that psychopathy is more internal and natural and innate. And then sociopathy is derived from external factors. Right, right. Um, and so, like like Michelle said, we we had been thinking about this episode the whole time, the whole <laughs> for the, <laughs> always for in the, the back burner for the whole uh, series, I guess. Um, but one of the things that made me want to do it was watching. Um, it was one of the the true crime series, TV series. I want to say it was about kids um and they were talking about um how the, the what the lady said was the evidence shows us 
that psychopaths are like this and sociopaths are like this. And that made me really angry because it was very misleading. Mm. Um, and, and again, that's, that is the issue with the stigma surrounding mental health. Right. And I, 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 I was really upset about misleading people that way because the evidence doesn't show that because right. <laughs> the evidence can't show that these are just words we use to, to tell people what we're talking about. So they have an idea, but the, the evidence because of the ev- evidence, we separate the groups the way we do. Yeah. We don't separate the groups and then the evidence proves it. That's not <laughs> how it works. So it was just really misleading. Um, and I thought that that was important. That Yeah, uh, I think it is. Um, so with with looking at the differences and the similarities, you know, as, as far as the diagnoses go, it is still the same diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder, potentially with that um, mm-hmm. psychopathic specifier. And I was going to say, um, so there is there are several personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's research that shows that most people have a personality <laughs> disorder. And one thing that's interesting to think about is that personality disorders can exist simultaneously. So you can have more than one personality disorder. Um, and I say that because there's a such thing as narcissistic personality disorder. And of course, narcissist is one of our 2019, 2020 buzzwords, right? But I I bring that up because that's not the only thing people could be, yo. People could be other stuff besides narcissists. Also, not everyone is or has narcissistic personality disorder. Like I was talking with somebody about this the other day and they said that he, the clinician, has a lot of women will come in and say, oh, my husband's narcissist. <laughs> and he wants to say, why don't you come in and sit with me in a session right. with someone who actually has this and just notice that your husband's just being a jerk. Like, right. Sometimes, right. Sometimes people are just like vain or right. just a jerk. Right. Vanity is not necessarily narcissism. Right. Those like, are different. I wish different. people would chill out Those about that. Those are different. People Those can just different. be vain and it's annoying. And also, a lot of times people do what you let them do, you know? <laughs> Especially, it gets a lot worse when they have an entire personality disorder, right? right? <laughs> but but a lot of times people do what you let them do. But, you know, th- there's more than just narcissism, a, right. a person being a narcissist. Right. Um, and that's only one of the factors. Right. Um, so Just one of. I just want to emphasize that. Right. <laughs> um, and then the last thing on, on kind of the the definition is that a lot of the articles below reference that um, psychopathy and sociopathy are based on a spectrum. And you know what? I have trouble with that too, because I said a minute ago that psychopathy and sociopathy are are like umbrella terms, right? Um, Just to kind of give you an idea of what a person means. But I have trouble with with it being called a spectrum because there are no sections, you know, mm. like there's there, there's nothing in the name of of what they look like. What what are the different parts of the yeah. spectrum? I guess there's some, and I think on they the were including side. Yeah, um, I think they were also including antisocial personality disorder, which okay. for me, I'm like, well, I'm with you on 
let's talk about the levels of right you can't tell me that it's a spectrum and then don't tell me what's on the spectrum color is a spectrum but we have names for the colors right so (laughs) that's a great example we know that that there there's a difference in the areas of the spectrum so yeah again kind of misleading right and the articles below do mention like um different assessments used uh probably a couple of different assessments or at least a couple of phases of the assessment yeah and like Um, i said there's some um on the psychopathy side like there's some information about mm -hmm. primary and secondary and um different i don't think they called them identifiers i think they were called like features or something do you remember which article that was um well they were talking about like it's like nine different uh maybe it was seven or something I can't remember. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but they but they did give some idea of what the spectrum might look like on the psychopath on the psychopath side, but I didn't see anything like that with the sociopath side. Not that they're completely different, you know, minimally different. <laughs> right. Now, um yeah, looking at some of the the ways that they're assessed and stuff can help with that, but Mm-hmm. It's just not this definitive listing, right? And then again, you you're not really unless you're doing research. Like we wanted to do an episode on psychopaths versus sociopaths because we like true crime documentaries. Um, you know, somebody might be doing research on mm-hmm. it, but you're not doing assessments on your clients to see if they're a, psych- a psychopath or a sociopath. Right. And, you know, your your therapist is not doing a, an assessment to see if you fall, which one you're more like a psychopath or a sociopath. Like, that's yeah. not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sh- you, that, that, let's say, if you're in that boat where you think you should, consult with someone. <laughs> Just run it by. Right. Anyone. <laughs> not anyone. Not anyone. Um. Yeah, so again, we we were inspired by true crime. Um so <laughs> so we'll talk about um kind of what psychopaths look like in the media. To me it feels like they're everywhere. Um yeah. In in the sense of let me put it this way, not realistically everywhere, but like everyone is calling everybody who does yeah. anything wrong. Right. Right, it's um, that umbrella term. It is. I mean, you know? well, and and I think too because we when things happen that we see as like unimaginable or as bad right yes <laughs> we you you must ha- you have to be a psychopath to do that right it's like well that's a big old bold term um yeah. to to label that on someone and also i think it's important to note like as far as media goals um Again, your mental health is health, right? Mm-hmm. So that information is protected by HIPAA. No matter how much money people want to make <laughs> on your story, right. you know, you still have certain rights. So it's not like they can just run around telling everybody uh, complete diagnoses. Or even if they do have permission, some sometimes the clinician might... Um, say, I'm not going to give out that information, right. right? So it's way easier to just label a person for a story. It's way easier to just label them as a psychopath or a sociopath 
um, because it's not necessarily wrong and nobody's going to ask a question, right? You're going to feel like if somebody says, oh yeah, so-and-so is a sociopath and, um, you know, he killed this many people and, and, um, everybody knew he would be the one to do it. Everybody's going to think that they know what that means, you know? So it, it really is kind of an easy way to, to, get the story out without right. having to, um, give out other information. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, another thing about this in the media is that it's usually, um, a male character, not a female. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's also true though, right? Like there's research to prove that, that, that there are more males, um, than females who are, uh, psychopaths or sociopaths. Right. Um, in fact, uh, Erica Engelhop wrote in the Science News article called The Most and Least Realistic Movie Psychopaths Ever that out of 126 movies featuring realistic psychopathic tendencies of the main character, only 26 of those characters were females. Which is still a lot, though. I know. Right? I was excited yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, 26 is a, is a lot. Um so I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot, or I think a lot is coming um, research-wise about women who um, are have, I guess, evidence of psychopathy or different things mm-hmm. uh, because we just don't ever see it that way. Yeah. Um, in the article and some of the other ones that are listed below – Mentioned that the most realistic psychopathic character in a film is Anton from No Country for Old Men, which, great movie, if you are I've into that. I've never seen that. It's a good one. I've never, um, I've actually never even heard of that movie. It's, I mean, gory, um, which I, that's another thing too I would like to throw in the conversation is that sometimes these movies, I feel like almost always actually, are very gore they mm-hmm. show yeah yeah the the quote psychopath doing whatever it is yeah. he's doing um so that one and then they mentioned that kind of the trend going on is the quote successful psychopath mm-hmm. um such as the wolf of wall street and the movie wall street both of those um american psycho that's a great one um, um ted bundy i mean he has a million of uh, series and oh my gosh there's so um, many about there's so much stuff out about him right now <laughs> yeah. but you know one of the things that they talk about with him is well i never expected it oh he's so good looking he's so charming I was, yeah. you know yep. everybody talks about that so that's a good point and i think that's part of the the go with me on this i think that's part of the fascination <laughs> is that i think so too i think there's a thing and this is a speculation theory i'm not getting this from anywhere so if it's wrong <laughs> just don't judge me but I think that we have that in us of like we we almost want the person who seems to have it all to be the bad guy. Yeah. And so I think when it's like a Ted Bundy situation or or um kind of like like and and you may not mean in this way, but kind of like um with you right you on Netflix. Um, oh, sh- I thought you meant me. I'm like, <laughs> what? That's so bad. That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> Kind of like you, right, That's Michelle? My favorite episode. <laughs> That's my favorite thing on any one of our episodes ever. <laughs> Just in general. So I met Netflix the series the Netflix series You, not you, Michelle. <laughs> um but 
What's the actor's name? The main character? Do uh, you know? I can look it up real quick. Okay, well, let's do that then. Oh, I have a phone. <laughs> I do. It's usually not by me. <laughs> Pen Bagley. Okay, so he was talking about how we just have such warped views mm. of of what romance and relationships look like. You know, like um, like he's a stalker, right? And everybody's <laughs> like, oh. He's just so wonderful, right? He's this nice guy, you know? (laughs) He's this nice guy and he just loves her. Just, you know, come stop me too. I would love for a man to be that into me, you know? And he's always telling the fans like, no, that's not okay. This is a problem. You do not want this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's, you know, we just have those walked views of things, you know, like you were saying we want the the person who does seem like they're doing the right thing. We we want them to be the bad guy. We do, <laughs> you know. We I think, and I I feel like that about love too. You know, just mm-hmm. in general, with like we we have warped views of love. So yeah, but I think that's interesting. In looking at, um, it's again kind of like the significance, uh, significant difference and lack thereof in between sociopath and psychopath sociopaths in the media. Um, Daisy Webb has an article below that is literally called the most sociopathic serial killer in shows and movies. <laughs> and you know, that really is what we imagine. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of reinforces the point that we automatically assume they have to be killing people or that they're overtly right, violent. Right. Um, and that's just not true. I mean, right. you can read in the articles below that, all of them explain it's you don't they're not always killing people people yeah. with antisocial personality disorder are not always just killing everybody right but at least they're saying sociopathic or or psychopathic you know instead of saying antisocial personality disorder because okay, i got you you know with i mean with the actual diagnosis of antisocial personality of course, we know that they're not just running around killing people all day, right? We do right. know that. <laughs> I hope so. But, right. <laughs> Maybe that's some stuff we don't know, right? <laughs> people hide it pretty well. But we know that they're not running around all day killing people. Right, right, right. But but if there's anything that's against society, it's running around killing everybody. So you yeah. can see how people can make that le- oh, leap, right? Of course. I just... <laughs> You know, it's kind of like um, we've talked about in the past of like with OCD, right? Mm-hmm. It's not um, always about checking things or or cleanliness, and then it's also not OCPD, obsessive compulsive personality right. disorder. Right. And so I just there is a part of me that's like, please know the difference, everyone. Right. Please just everybody just know difference. it, right? <laughs> But that literally happened to me yesterday. You know, I hate foam soap. I just hate it. Yes. So, and you know, I will rewash and rewash and rewash until my hands actually feel clean. Yep. And my sister said, Aisha got OCD. And I'm like, stop saying that. Don't do that. <laughs> thank you. On behalf of people with OCD, thank right, you. Don't do that. That is a compulsion. Right. That's not a, that doesn't make the it the same. disorder. Right. Yes. And, you know, I... But on the plus side, there was a win because she said I had it and not I wasn't. There so we go. that's something, Hey, baby right? steps. Progress is progress. <laughs> I will say, like, I remember explaining to someone for the first time the difference in OCD and OCPD and how mm-hmm. they are different. They do look different. 
they can overlap. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you can, uh, uh, comorbidity. Yes. Yes. Um, but they are not the same. Right. Uh, and I would even venture to say a lot of the characters in movies, I know this is not about psychopaths and sociopaths, <laughs> a lot of the characters in movies and TV with OCD, air mm-hmm. quotes, for those who can't see my hand right now, um, have OCPD more so than actual OCD. Right. And, but, like you said, they, overall, they're just such a bad character. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of fall into the psychopath or sociopath, you know, yep. because of the way that they make the character yeah. as if the, the the obsession and compulsion and it's uh, the obsessions and compulsions yep. in themselves are bad things all around yeah you know so yeah. they just make it they just lump it all together all this bad stuff we know right that's all one person and this is how it looks you know <laughs> so y'all that's all we have for you this was just for fun you'll probably never need this you, <laughs> you know yeah. a little information but right. probably not gonna be quizzed on it tomorrow <laughs> right you may not even care you're probably still gonna enjoy your murder mysteries just like we will um it's just for fun just enjoying the holidays and our true crimes uh and giving a little knowledge where we can a little knowledge uh we would love to know what your favorite holiday murder mysteries are um we gave a bunch of examples in here Mm -hmm. uh so we named a couple um I would personally love to know where the Zodiac falls because I Ooh. like the Zodiac. Um, that's that's one movie. of my favorites. That's a good movie. That's one of my favorites. Um, Forgot about that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Do you have any? Um, I don't know if this is a where they fall situation, but I guess when it comes to true crime docs, mm-hmm. my, maybe my all-time, okay, I'm going to give you my all-time too because I just remember the second one that I love a lot. <laughs> Um, so the first one is Dear Zachary. Um, it's a, it was on Netflix once upon a time. So I don't know if it still is. Uh, it's amazing. I feel like either we watched that together or you told me to watch it. Which one is that? It's the one about the guy who's murdered and then the woman who killed him, plot twist, was pregnant with the child. And then. Wow. Um, <laughs> then it was the, the guy that she murdered. His parents wanted custody of the child. Because she literally killed him and was going through like trial for that. Yeah. And they want to catch the baby and then remember that or not. It's a great one. That sounds good. It's a great one. And the other one is, which I know we watched together, um, HBO has a documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest. Yep. That one was good. I've seen that that maybe three times. I could probably watch it again tonight. That was good. So well laid out. Well paced. Mm -hmm. Um so those are my two. Yeah, those are good. Like I said, I would love to know where the Zodiac falls. I I really enjoyed that. My problem is I can't never remember the names of them. Like, because I watch them all. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what my problem is. And what was the one? It's a series on Netflix that we watched, but it's different cases for each episode. The um, Um, uh, confession tapes. Confession tapes. Um, Confession tapes. And there was another one. It's not the Innocence Files. That was different. Is that wasn't oh, it? No, no, no. It wasn't the. Oh, Innocence we watched together. Files. Yeah, it was. Um, was and confession tapes? That's the one where the um 
the lady drove into the lake. I mean, the, the, da- the, man, the husband. The man, yes. Yeah, that was conf- that okay. was like yeah. first or second episode of yeah. that. Confession yeah. tapes was really really good. I really enjoyed I that, that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that one was good. I, I mean, good in the sense of like it was well done. That's right. That's so that bad sounds to terrible. Say. Sorry. Um, it was well um, done. It was well done. It was very interesting to watch. Tell us your favorites. Yes, please. <laughs> Those are some of the ones we enjoyed. Remember, y'all, take care of yourselves during the holidays. We just, you know, our last episode was the holiday headaches. Again, this is just for fun because people like to watch true crimes during the holidays. So do this to enjoy yourself. Remember that there is a link between binge watching and depression. So be mindful of that. Watch for fun. Do not watch to, to go deeper into a depression. Right. Um, be mindful and be careful and take care of yourself. And finally, make sure to keep a close eye on our Instagram page for instructions on how to win our holiday listener giveaway. And happy holidays. Bye, guys. listening to the counseling clinic with Aisha Jane and Lisa Michelle. Remember to check out our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at the counseling clinic podcast. We'll see you guys for our next session. Bye guys. The music provided by scottholmesmusic.com and our show is edited and produced by Chris Luke.